0: Welcome to the Born to Rule podcast, your go-to place for you to learn keys and secrets on how to walk in your authority in Christ. My name is Christian Santiago. I'm the host of this podcast and the co-founder of Born to Rule Global Ministries along with my wife, which is dedicated to seeing you walk in dominion and authority that Jesus has given you. So today I'm joined by an incredible guest, Pastor Robert Peralta. He is the campus pastor of Redemption East Campus, Greenville Campus. So Redemption Church, pastored by Pastor Ron Carpenter. They have two campuses, one in the West Coast in San Jose and one in the East Coast in Greenville. And I had to have Pastor Robert on this podcast about honor. When I tell you one of the keys to you walking in authority is having a spirit of honor, he jumps into it on how this key will open doors for you and give you access and favor faster than you ever thought possible. We also talk about the difference between manipulation and honor. Just because the tactics are the same doesn't mean the heart posture is the same. And how honor How when you honor, God opens the floodgates to bless you. How God can't bless you unless you really live in honor and how that's even attached to honoring our parents. So listen to this podcast, take notes, and when I tell you this is going to radically change your life just like how it changed mine, I'm listening to it again Powerful, powerful stuff on the keys of honor and how this unlocks your authority and favor in God's blessing on your life. Be blessed and remember walk in authority and live with power. Pastor Robert. Campus pastor of Redemption Church here in Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina. That's right. I am so, so grateful um, that we have you on this podcast. Chantel and I have been connecting with you and your wife, Olympia. It's been such a powerful time, but I knew I needed to get you as a guest, especially on this topic of honor and how honor mm-hmm. can accelerate um, just our ability to walk in authority in the kingdom. Honor is such a pivotal thing, but for you, uh, you came into the ministry, you came into from Apple, like you were working in Apple, and we were talking a little bit about your story, but I want you to dive into it, how you got from Apple to now full-time in ministry and doing what you're doing, but also some lessons that you really caught from that.
1: Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you, Christian, for having me on. Uh, I think this is going to be a blessing to anybody who hears. Uh, I love sharing my God story, and uh, I feel like it's not really my story. It's always God's story. You know, we hear about Job and we hear about Paul, but, you know, God is still writing his story. And it's the story of Christian, and it's the story of Chantel and, and Robert and Olympia. And those that are listening, they have their story. Uh, and, uh, when, anytime we get to share that, we can see God all over it. And like you said, I did start off at Apple. I'd worked, I'd worked there for about six years and, uh, you know, my, my journey to Apple was, a, was in and of itself a miracle. Um, God really, um, used Apple really to, to shape me and, and shift me and transform me into God, into, into the tool that I feel like God's using now. Um, but you know, around year five, I really felt God asking me to do something crazy. Uh, he said, I want you to quit your job. And uh, you know that didn't sound like the Lord to me at first. Honestly, it sounded like the enemy, oh,
0: like the devil. <laughs> uh,
1: like this is the enemy. Uh, you know, I, I you know I was looking at a play a place where financially I was well off. Uh, you know, I, I was living you know in a very well off situation, vacationing. You know, financially I was well off uh, to the world standards. I was i was doing good but internally i knew that god had a purpose and god had something um, for me and it bothered me i couldn't sleep and it really bothered me and the holy spirit said I, I want you to do something i want you like a band-aid to to quit your job um spoke to my wife she confirmed that that's the uh, that that was the devil you know what i mean and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no and uh and, no i think you know one of the most amazing things is you know i i really pray for those that have wives and husbands that do not support your dream do not um you know honor right what what god has in you uh, my wife has always been my biggest cheerleader and my biggest supporter and so when i said that to her it was you know it's about time and so um i wasn't quite ready to quit uh, i really i needed god to to do some things and, and you know i wish i would tell you that i was a man of faith and i turned in my papers and i quit that moment but i said god i have i have five i have four little ones at home i have a mortgage I have a lot of things happening. A lot of people are are looking to me to be the breadwinner. Um, I need I need to know it's you. And so um, in this season, in this year of God talking to me and speaking to me, um, something happened where I lost my hearing uh, and I lost the facial uh, movement of my right face. And so the right side of my face. So I look like a villain from Batman. I look like literally like Two-Face from Batman, not even a good version of it. Uh, and uh, I, I just felt embarrassed. I couldn't go to the church I was going to at the time. It was Cathedral of Faith. Uh, so I said, let's go to Jubilee. And, you know, just a little context here. Bay Area, there's literally no churches. Uh, there's only two really big mega churches in the Bay Area, and that is Jubilee and uh, Cathedral of Faith. And I was going to Cathedral of Faith. And and unfortunately, in the world of, of, of Christendom, you know, sometimes when those two churches are too close to each other, it becomes almost like a rivalry. Uh, you know, here in South Carolina, I learned that there's a, if you like Clemson, you better hate Gamecocks. If you like the Gamecocks, you better hate Clemson. And I'm sure people that are listening have a similar story in their city where if you love one, you got to hate the other. Uh, it's sad that that's the, that was the context of where I was in that church. And so I knew that if I go to Jubilee, which was the other church, nobody will know me. And so. I went to church to Jubilee and me and my wife showed up. Turns out it was Pastor Ron Carpenter's first time ever uh, at that church. It was a church. Eventually he would take over and uh, and still still to this day is a senior pastor of that church. But that was his first ever time visiting that church and his first ever sermon. And um, I went up to the altar. God prayed for. And what the doctors told me would took, take several months uh, took only a matter of days. And I was completely healed of my hearing and of my facial structure. And I said, God, you want me here. You know, I'm Hispanic. You know, the abuelitas, when they want you somewhere, what do they do? They pull you by the ear. I felt like God pulled the abuelita card on me, man. He pulled me by the ear and <laughs> says, I need you to be here. And so he I used the chancleta I, too, right? He, he almost used the chancla. That was the next one. That was the next <laughs> one. Had I did not listened to the, to the to the oreja. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he um so you know I I said, okay, God, I, I hear you. And I started to serve at that church. And again, that voice, I need you to quit your job. Uh came. And uh I asked God for one more sign. I said, God, uh, if somebody gives me a red shirt today, then I'm gonna quit my job. I told my wife this story. I said, babe, if somebody gives me a right a, a red shirt and it better fit, you know, you know, I, I'm a big guy, I'm a mega church, you know, and so uh only <laughs> So I was, I, I'm like, people be giving me shirts and they never fit. You know, Christmas, I always get like a bunch of mediums. Like, I know y'all have faith, but I don't fit in this medium. Uh, and so went to church. And, uh, and uh, what's crazy is that night, um, they asked us to volunteer for something. We both raised our hands. And the lady said, listen, if you raise your hand, we have a shirt for you, a red shirt. And tell me your size because we want it to fit. And that's when I knew. I said, God, you want me to be a part of this church and the and the shirt said dream team, be a part of the dream team. Uh, long story short, I ended up quitting my job. Me and my wife ended up being homeless for a couple of months. And during that faith journey, I transitioned from Apple to working at redemption as a staff pastor. And then now, now, literally a year after saying yes to that, I moved my family to South Carolina to become the campus pastor of Redemption East here in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, all because I said, yes, I said yes to the voice of God. And so, uh, that's my faith journey.
0: Wow. Wow. That's so powerful. Um, man, I'm glad we were, you were able to share that with me guys, everybody, if you're listening to this, this was my first time also listening to a lot of this. Uh, I know there's probably more in depth, but, uh, man, just so powerful. So how was, um, even the transition into redemption, um really a big thing like like how did that transition happen and how did you execute honor because one of the things we we're going to really jump yeah. into is honor and yeah, how that good. catapulted you into a place of authority in the yeah. kingdom
1: i think here's my biggest lesson christian and i and i love it and this can relate both the private and the christian sector is a lot of times when you really want You really want to um, move into a position, whatever it may be. Maybe you're praying and saying, God, I would love to do full-time ministry. And that was my case. That's something I really, really wanted since I was younger. Uh, Maybe for you, though, it's a position. You're like, I want to get promoted, man. I've been looking at this management position forever. I've done all the right things. I don't know how to move from this position to that position. Well, biblically, in the kingdom, the, the, the ability to move from one level to the next level cannot happen without honor. And, um, I think a lot of times we miss that. And people try to share mentorship tips and tell you tricks of the trade. And this is how it looks like. And I had a lot of amazing pastors tell me, Robert, do this. Why don't you serve in this area? I think if you pour into this area, this will happen for you and all good intention, but not understanding really the power and the magnitude of the honor code. And that really is the key to unlock your next, your next level. A lot of people listen, if you have a dream, if you have a dream, your way of unlocking that dream in your life is finding somebody who has a dream and serving that dream. As crazy as that sounds, that really is the unlocking factor of getting you to your next level. So for me, I tried a lot of things to become a pastor. Christian, I think I've shared a couple of things with you in private, but I I, I mean, I, I I, was in the youth ministry for years and, and you know, I, I literally was serving in everything you can think of because the pastor, again, good intention, wanted me to come on staff at this church and so he says, Well, maybe if you you know become the Spanish worship pastor, okay, did that. Maybe if you lead this group, literally, I was doing 127 things. None of them were things that God asked me to do. None of them were things that God asked me to do. And so when I got to a point of frustration and I never was able to move into full-time ministry, move into my next level, really what God told me was, I need you to honor your way there. So when I went to redemption, again, this is the whole story. I left, I left Apple. I was homeless for a couple of months. What was I doing? I, I went from always seeking to be a leader to saying, how can I serve? And so that was the first thing I did was I started looking for areas where I can be a servant to people's visions and people's dreams. And a big one was a part of the worship team, a part of the pastoral volunteer team. Again, not asking. I, I stopped asking for positions and stopped asking for promotions. I started looking for ways to honor people, And as I did that, it started to unlock different doors that I never had access to. Uh, Honor is the access point to the next level. And a lot of people avoid honor because here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this right now. And and if you're waiting to honor somebody who's honorable, you're going to wait a long time because honor is not something that you wait for. Honor is something that you do. I'm going to say that one more time. Honor is not something that you wait on the other person to deserve. Honor is something that you do. It has to be a part of your moral code. You don't wait for somebody to be honorable to then release the honor code. You have to just decide in your mind, this is how I operate. This is how I function in the kingdom of God. When you do that, then all of a sudden you realize that the unlock happens not because they were worthy of it, but because you're saying I'm doing this because it's who I am. It's a part of my character.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. My goodness. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. What were some what were some opportunities? So you said you started to help out with um, volunteer pastoral um, role in a way and worship as well. Um, I love to hear what was the time that your honor was tested the most? Because honor, <laughs> honor <laughs> is truly honor. I'm about when to tell tested. you a
1: story, Pastor <laughs> Christian. Lord, have mercy. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my wife will tell you this. This is one of my biggest struggles. I love. Okay, this is this is flesh. Okay, I know nobody's listening, so I can talk right here. Nobody, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> yeah, earmuffs, listening. earmuffs right now. Okay, <laughs> earmuffs, everybody, put your fingers in your ears. Um, listen, I one of the things that I battled with a lot is um, looking for the limelight. You know, I think whenever you have a gift. God, The enemy always wants to pervert the gift, right? If you have a gift of speaking, he'll pervert it with pride. If you have a gift of singing, he'll pervert it with pride. And so the enemy is always the looking to pervert what God has given you. So sometimes when you, if, you're, if you're looking, this might be, it's not even an honor thing. This is just a little bonus. If you're looking to figure out what God's called you to do, find out the area you struggle with the most because the enemy sometimes knows more, more about your calling than you do. And so that really was something that the Lord had to help me overcome is, is that sense of pride. So here's, okay, so here's the honor thing. We, so I was serving, uh, you know, all, all different things that I felt the Holy Spirit leading me to serve, the pastoral care team, again, volunteer basis, doing whatever they asked me to do, honoring the vision of what God was doing at the church. But I was also serving. This was weird for me because I, I've been a worship pastor for years, literally more than fifty plus years at this point. And so for me, it was really hard to submit to somebody who I thought I could potentially help lead and give advice to, but God said, be quiet and serve. So I started serving in the worship team, but not as a worship leader. I was literally a choir member. Just to give you a picture of this, I went from being a part of a mega church, 10,000 member church, cathedral of faith, leading people into worship, multiple services, talking about five services a week, 10,000 plus people to being a part of a choir. That to me was the big, I was like, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? Because again, God was trying to shift my mind. He was saying, Robert, you've been trying to get to the next level on your own, being political, being relational, trying to navigate stuff, never honoring, never asking me what I wanted you to do. And so I said, okay, God, I'm going to honor you. This is what you're asking me to do and to to serve at this capacity. So I started serving as uh, a choir member served a little bit on the worship team of redemption nobody knew me just doing what god had called me to do and we had this thing called a uh 212. now 212 is you know for those that are not aware of the different conferences that are out there in the christian world 212 is one of the biggest um we you know this particular one had td jakes it had joe it had Stephen furtick it had one of the top some of the top names in the industry uh in the christian world so to speak and so our church was going to host these people. And so um, I'm, I'm a part of the worship team. They're talking about, hey, Robert, can you do this song? Can you help with this song? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, wow, God, you're giving me opportunities. You're opening doors. Uh, the day before the conference, Christian, this is this was a test. I knew it was a test. I knew it was a test. Day before the conference is supposed to happen. So conference starts, I believe, on a Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. No, excuse me, Wednesday. So on a Tuesday, I get a call from our worship pastor. Midley. And he says, um, Robert, I I hate to make this phone call. I'm calling a bunch of people. Here's how I knew it was God. He says, I'm calling a bunch of people and I'm gonna ask them this question. You're my first call. I don't know why, but you're my first call. And I go, okay, God, he's gonna ask me something and this is gonna be a test. This is gonna be a destiny decision. Do I choose to honor this moment? He goes, I know I'm gonna have a hard time because I know how singers are. He says this to me. I need somebody to volunteer not to sing. I need I need that because I don't want to get on the phone and argue with people and, and have a bunch of divas. He goes, Robert, I know, you know, you, you've been practicing the last several months. We've been prepping for this. You know, it's a big stage. Tons of you know tons of people are going to be there. And in that moment, I said, God, I need to do something I've never done before. I'm not going to fight to be on that stage. I'm not going to fight to be honored. I'm going to honor him. I'm not going to let him have one more phone call. So I told him, I said, hey, pastor, guess what? This is your last phone call. You don't got to call anybody else because I'm going to sit out. He says, are you serious? He goes, well, I do have to call the people because I got to have one person set out for this other night and this other night. You I said, no, 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 you're not hearing me. I'm going to sit out the whole conference so you don't have to make any calls. I got your back. And he was like, it, it was as if I told him he had won the lottery. He was so grateful that I had honored him. I had trusted his leadership. And when I hung up the phone, I told my wife this. Um, you know, my wife is a super Christian. She was like, "Babe, you, why did you say yes? You should have, you know, that's TD Jakes. You know, you could have been in the green room with TD Jakes, and you could have been in the green room with Stephen Verdict, and you could have been, you know, saying, you know, and and my flesh was dying, but I felt my, I felt good about that decision. I said, you know what, baby, and and and, and for those that are listening that do not that that. This is unusual honor code and what are we talking about and honoring each other what, what do you mean by that? if this is unusual to you I want to tell you something right now it is it does it's not going to make sense to your flesh. It's just not because it doesn't align with the culture of the world. Here's what the culture says don't don't wait to honor somebody just just because you want to honor somebody because it's your code. they got to earn it. B make sure you honor yourself first that's the Go that's get the yours key. Go get yours. honor you. don't be honoring others honor you. That's the that's the difference between the kingdom of God and the culture of this world. Is the kingdom of God says honor people that are in authority over you. The kingdom of the world says no honor yourself. There's no loyalty. You just make sure you take care of yours. Get your money. Get your business. Get your grind done. And so at that moment, that was the that was the crossroad. I said God, I'm I need to do something I've never done before to get to a place I've never been before. I'm gonna say that one more time. I need to do something I have never done before, to get to a place I've never been before. So as you're hearing me and Christian talk about honor, and this is something that you don't normally do, or you or you wait to have somebody be honorable to honor them, I'm challenging you. That boss that you hate, that boss <laughs> that you're like, I, don't, I know Pastor Robert's not talking about that boss because that boss be crazy. Can you imagine on Monday you wake up on Monday and you go, I'm gonna look for a way to honor her to honor him. I'm going to look for a way to take some weight off of his shoulders. I'm going to look for a way. to, And listen, as crazy as it sounds, the definition of crazy is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So if you've been operating in the culture kingdom and you're thinking you're going to get something different, you're not. Shift to the kingdom culture. Shift to the honor code and you'll start to see some stuff. So I did that, Christian. That was one of my biggest, I believe, key moments for me is I told them I'm not, going to sing I'm going to relinquish the microphone and listen I was sowing the seed of a microphone I was sowing the seed of a platform and literally a matter of months later I'm te- I'm talking about 6 months later I was on that platform but I wasn't singing anymore I was preaching I was sharing God's word I was sharing what God was doing in my life God had done something crazy that I could not do I could not figure it out I could not maneuver I could not manipulate I could not control it was all done through the process of honoring my way there.
0: We'll be right back with this incredible interview. Have you ever wanted to walk in the supernatural, but you don't know what simple steps to take? Have you ever wanted to experience more of the authority that Christ has given you come out of you and actually God use you at greater levels? Well, if that's you, here at Born to Rule Global, we want to equip you to help you walk in the authority that Christ has given to you through your rulership identity in him. And so because of that, we created a simple PDF that shows you four ways to increase your authority in the kingdom of God. And number four will surprise you, it'll challenge you, but it's also one of the greatest way, if not the greatest way, to increase your authority. And so if you want to receive that, click the notes, the the link in our show notes. You can find that, download that PDF, and begin to walk in your authority. Now, let's get back to this incredible interview. So powerful. Man, to even even do that, I mean, that takes a lot of uh, first honor, but also... A sense of trust. What are some heart postures like for us to really develop honor? Like, I, I there's so many in there that you had mentioned, but like, for, for the sake of whoever's listening, like, man, that stuff, I'm already stirred up myself. I'm like, who do I need to go honor? <laughs> you know, I'm like, let but, me say this. It's just like heart postures, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Let me say this. Um, and I'm going to just kind of maybe camp out here for a little bit. I think it's hard for us to to honor people that have hurt us, okay? And and this, you know, this might be a different podcast, but I'll share a little bit about this. There are people that are listening to me that have some, that has has a a father figure or an authority figure, but I'm gonna land on father figure in your life that has not earned honor. Don't deserve to be honored. Don't deserve, don't deserve to be honored in the way that that a father should be honored. And first of all, I wanna say I'm sorry, okay? I, I think, you know that is one of the most toughest things to overcome is to have a father in your life that is unhonorable i i i, I don't want to just rush over that and then walk into the next thing i want to say if you're listening and you have a dad or you have a father that has just not been a dad and is not worthy of honor i want to say we're praying for you it's difficult it's not easy but i'm going to tell you something that one of the first commandments in the bible with a promise is regarding honor and it's regarding honoring your parents. Now, it doesn't give us, I would love for God to have some platitude, to have some addendums to that, right? <laughs> like, honor your mother, yeah. conditions. <laughs> honor your mother and father. If they were there for you, if they showed up to your graduation, if they were there for your eighth grade graduation, if they helped you with your homework, if they provided financially for your family, if they helped you go through your struggles, go through the questions of life, if they helped, I wish that they, God gave us a list, but he doesn't, he doesn't because God is, God is not going to be bound by that. He wants honor to be something not that is earned, but it's something that just comes out of you because it's something of who you are. Now, the father aspect of it is very powerful. Um, I think, I really believe for me, it started there as I was transitioning out of one church to another church, out of Apple into this church. I have my own struggle with my dad. I love my dad. He's an amazing guy. But I went almost 10 years without having him in my life. And God had me face that moment. And here I am. And I'm going to just share this quick story. Three weeks, I'm, I'm sorry, three months into being homeless. And I can't seem to get a house. I can't get a proof for nothing. I can't get anybody to lend me any money. and And here I am you know, stepping out in faith, believing God for a miracle. I'm leaving Apple. I'm gonna buy my own house in the Bay Area, which is already a crazy leap of faith. And I go and visit my dad and I ask my dad for some help financially. And we get into a fight. And my dad, I love my dad, but one of the things about my dad is that he's hard to honor. <laughs> he's hard to honor. He's a hard guy to honor. Um, and uh, and at that point, you know, I chose not to honor. I remember I got in my car, Christian. This is Again, another one of those key moments in my life. I got in my car and I drove off, got in a big argument with my dad. He told me he was not going to help me. He's not going to, you know, just literally, but not in a nice way, just shut me down. And I jump in my car. I'm driving back to my to my hotel. And all of a sudden, halfway during the trip, God says, I need you to go back and say sorry. I said, he doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve a sorry, God. My dad's never been here for me. And he here's a moment where me and my family, we're homeless. This is a chance for him to come through and be a dad. And, da, 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 da. and God says, I didn't ask that question. I need you to turn the car around and I need you to go and tell your dad sorry for disrespecting him, for walking out the way you walked out, because it's what you do. It's not what he does, but it's what you do. I got in that car. I turned around. It was the hardest thing I ever did, Christian. I'm a man, you know, and and, and all my flesh was, was flaring up. The Latino in me was flaring up. I was like, oh, no, I didn't want to turn around. I didn't. I wanted to go gangster on my dad. So I, so But I did. I turned around. I walked in. It was hard. I knocked on the door, and my mom was there. I said, Mom, I want to talk to Dad. And she goes, I don't think that's a good idea. I said, it's a different conversation. I want to apologize. My mom was stunned. My dad comes down. I give him a hug. And I tell my dad, I said, dad, I'm sorry for disrespecting you. Dad, I thank you for the things you've already done in my life. Whatever little it is. I didn't, you know, I didn't go into detail, but I said, you know, you did. You gave me life. Hey, number one, you gave me life. And I want to honor that. And so I honored him. And I remember I got my car. I left. I had peace. And I remember hearing, it wasn't an audible, voice, but I felt the Holy Spirit tell me. He says, that right there would have prevented me from blessing you. I was like, how is that? He goes, you don't understand how honor works in the kingdom of heaven. If you start to, 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 to break the flow of honor, then the oil cannot flow from the top of the head to the soles of your feet. One of the major functionalities of, of a father is giving you life. If you dishonor life, God can't give you life. He can't breathe into your life. He can't breathe into the blessings. He can't breathe into your next level. He can't breathe into what your business is. He can't breathe. If you start dishonoring the thing that God gave you life. And so as I'm driving home, I'm crying. I'm pouring my eyes out because I'm realizing this is one of the stopping points for me. This was one of the stopping points was that I was dishonoring my dad. I was stopping the flow of the oil and God is a man of his word and he cannot supersede his word. If his word says this, it says, honor your mother and father that you may, that it may go well with you. Then he cannot overcome that and supersede that by it being going, it going well with me and me dishonoring my parents. So that was one of the biggest breakthrough Christian in that season. And literally a week later, I got an approval letter for a house I could not afford on my own, but it would have blocked it
0: had I kept dishonoring wow. my father. That's powerful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what are some what are some? La- la- we're just man, I'm like blown away. It's powerful stuff. Guys, I'm going to re-listen to this. I want you guys to re-listen to this as well. Just is so, so powerful. But I want to um, do two more questions, last two questions. And then I want yeah. you to impart a spirit of honor to us yeah. that we just embrace that, especially to go to the next level. So we don't fight that we can just honor our way there instead of fight our yes. way there yes and, and that's just a, such a huge thing um yeah actually i want you to uh, we're gonna do div- we're gonna do a different thing i want you to really talk to our hearts of those who feel like they need a fight to go up instead of honor to mm. go up. Mm. like like yeah uh, speak to yeah
1: that. that's good that's good listen i i um you know, now that I have the opportunity to be a, a, to be a leader in a church, and I've, I've had an opportunity to be a leader in corporate world, um, it, it always amazes me what unlocks a door for people. And a lot of the times, what stops people, even talented people, is a spirit of, of manipulation. A spirit of manipulation. Now, th- you hit something really powerful. You said heart, a heart posture. You know, you can honor for the wrong reasons. You can fake honor. And 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 that's not honor, okay? That's called manipulation. There's a difference between there's always there's always a fraudulent and a counterfeit to the real thing, and the counterfeit to honor is, is manipulation. Is when you're trying to make it happen by 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 being political, by being interpersonal, by being savvy, by being by by tricking your way there. Um, a lot of people that I've seen in my life. This is this this is just me, you know corporate experience, church experience, the people that I've seen become successful and move quickly through the ranks of promotion are those that operate with a spirit of honor versus a spirit of manipulation. Because again, this is just from experience and, and I don't want to, I don't want to throw anybody out in, out in the cold if this is not your experience and you know, praise God. But it, it's just I've seen this, for example, in Apple, for example, I was there for six years and I've seen people that come in at a very low level. And they begin to manipulate and try to figure out and, and, and try to get to this position, and get to that position and talk to this person, do this and that. What happens is it creates almost a dark cloud over that person. And eventually they tire in the labor and end up quitting. I could tell how long you're going to last based on what spirit you're operating in. If you're operating in the spirit of, mani- of manipulation, you lose, it'll sap your energy. You'll lose energy quick. But if you operate in the spirit of honor, that's a resource that will not run dry. So that same analogy, somebody comes in, they work out of the spirit of manipulation. They leave the company in a matter of months because they you know, they were there for their promotion. They were there for trying to figure out they can manipulate their way to the top. They're there for money, not for purpose. And then all of a sudden, you have a, a contrast where somebody comes in and just is grateful, has a spirit of gratitude, and just wants to honor, wants to serve these are the people that I've seen, they're very rare, Christian, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, but these are the people that I've seen that doors cannot open fast enough for these people. I mean, they go from one position to another position, another position, position. Another, they have options because it is a supernatural key that, that it don't matter if you're a Christian or not a Christian. If you operate on this key, it'll just work for you. It's like gravity. I can hate gravity. I can tell you that it don't, it don't exist, but if I jump off a building, I am bound to that law. I can hate honoring people. I can hate honoring my boss. I don't I don't have to do it. I don't have to honor my parents. But if I choose not to, I am bound by that law. And it, and a lot of Christians and unfortunately, believers are are working on the opposite side of that law. It's not working in their favor. It's working into their up there into their oppression. It's working to keeping them where they are. And so um, really, I, I really want people to take my example, you know, learn from my mistake. I try to manipulate my way. And I'm, be, I'm just being transparent. I really tried to manipulate my way into a full-time ministry. That's embarrassing. Just saying it right now, that sounds so embarrassing to say. And I did it for so long that I lost sight of purpose. I lost sight of vision. I lost the focus of true worship because all I was trying to do was get to this goal of working full-time for Mm -hmm. church. So I I tried everything to make it happen. And, um, you know, when that mind shift came came because the Holy Spirit was saying, Robert, what are you doing? I said, God, I'm doing this for you. And I was, I had, you know, Christian, I had so much stuff on my plate. I'm sure if I said it, it'd impress everybody, but it did not impress God. I said, God, I'm doing this. I'm leading this worship team. I'm on this stage. And God, 10,000 people came and I sang in front of this and I slayed that church. And God was like, you're doing A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, but I asked you to do Z and Y. You haven't done any of it. And for me, it was honoring my, mom, my wife and my children. I wasn't a good husband. I was a horrible. And those are the things that God was asking me for. But I didn't see in my fleshly, carnal mind how that would help me get promoted. Because I honestly believe that promotion came from man and not from God. That's really at the heart of this, mm-hmm. Christian. Manipulation. When you start manipulating is you have to start asking yourself a question. Do I believe promotion comes from God or man? Because if I believe it comes from man, I'm going to work my tail off when you're watching me. But when you're not watching me, I might be a different person. I might not try as hard. But if you believe like David believed that influence and power and promotion comes from God's eyes alone, that you're not going to care about being out there with them sheep. You're not going to be a care. You're not going to care about picking up poop. It don't matter to you because you're doing what God is asking you to do. Because you believe in your heart that promotion comes from god
0: Mm. wow promotion is from the lord Mm. so powerful wow wow well let's let's do our last two questions all right Um, all right right. um all right second to last question if you left this earth to to tomorrow and everything left with you like any messages all your singing (laughs) everything this podcast Um, But you had the power to put, implant one question, put it in people's minds for them to live at the highest level that God has for them. What would that one question be that you would put in their minds that they could constantly ask themselves?
1: Mm. The question that I would have people think about is, um, and I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to share a quick story. The question I would ask people to have in their minds is, did I serve God today? did I serve God today? Um, when I was a little kid, my mom asked me this question. We were going through the book of, of uh, Proverbs and she said, you know, God let Solomon choose whatever he wanted and he chose wisdom. And um, she asked me and my brother, she says, what is it that you and your brother would, uh, what would you wise want to pick? What would be one thing you would take if God would give you anything? And my brother wisely said, i will choose wisdom. Um, But for me at that time, I was, you know, maybe five, six years old, I had noticed that my older cousins started to walk away from God, you know, they'd be one way at church, and then another way at the house, they'd be one way at church and another way at school. And I remember thinking in my mind, man, is that going to happen to me when I get older? Will I stop serving God? And my mom asked me this question. And I knew the answer instantly. I said, Mom, I don't know if I want wisdom. I wish I had wisdom. I said, but if I can only have one thing from God, I want to be a servant of the Lord. I want to be a servant of the Lord, and um, you know I I honestly believe you can have all the wisdom in the world, you can have everything you want in the world, but if you spend your day and you close your eyes at night at nighttime and you didn't serve Him, you didn't do something to bring Him honor, you didn't do something to add value to the kingdom, then I don't know. I don't know if that if that day really mattered.
0: Mm. Did I really serve God today? Mm. That'd be my question. Yeah. Now last question. Um yeah. let's say you can give someone one advice for them to walk in their authority. And it, it probably could have to do with order, you know. Um, uh, but what is one piece of wisdom you would give for people to walk in their authority in Christ? Mm. One thing you sum it up. My goodness, just one thing.
1: Wow, this is a hard question, Christian. Um, I think I'll keep it in the vein of honor, honestly. I think um you know, this is my story. It might not be their story, but my story is, you know, it took me a long time to figure out that unlocking next, walking to your purpose, walking into your God-given destiny. um, It it all comes from a spirit of honoring. It all comes from a spirit of deciding in your mind that it's not about you. See, that's what honor is. Honor is saying, I choose to do something for you. Overdoing something for me. Mm -hmm. And Jesus lived that out. Jesus washed Judas's feet. I mean, that to me, that's crazy. He knew that in a matter of minutes he would be betrayed, but he still chose to do that honorable thing of washing feet because it was Mm -hmm. something that he did. Um, it it took me a long time. and, And to be honest with you, it's still unraveling in my life. I'm still trying to fully grasp that, but I'm, you know, I think. It's it's the exact opposite of how the world views authority, right? They view authority as get as much as you can, gain as much as you can. But honor is give as much as you can, love as much as you can, submit and serve as much as you can. It's such an opposite mentality that I that I think, you know, I'm still unraveling it. But if I had to give somebody a piece of advice, I would say live through the eyes and the mentality of honoring others versus just trying to honor yourself.
0: Mm, I love that. Well, what a powerful time. Thank you, Pastor Robert. Come on.
1: And uh, listen, Christian, before I forget, I would love to pray for a spirit of honor, uh, an impartation of honor over those that are listening to us talk. Um, Would you do me a favor? If you're listening and you're saying, Robert, I heard your stories. I heard all of these amazing little principles. And you know what? It's hard for me to step out in faith to start honoring The things in my life that typically are hard to honor. Like we said before, honor is not something you wait until the person is honorable. Honor is a characteristic of somebody who is honorable. It is what you do. It's a choice that we make to honor, to honor. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for everybody who's under my voice, Father, under the sound of my voice, Lord God. I thank you, God, that you're gonna shift their mindset, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would give them uh, insight, Lord God, of where you want them to honor, specific areas of their lives where they have been lacking honor, God. I pray an infusion of wisdom, an infusion of energy, an infusion of wisdom on where to lean in, God, and begin to honor. Father, I thank you, God, for those that are listening to me, God, who are um, gonna begin to feel the benefits of this honor code, God. It goes beyond just getting a physical blessing. Although that's important, that's amazing, God. But there are things, our God, that you wanna do, Father. There are relationships you wanna restore, Father. And God, it comes through honor. So, Father, we praise you, we worship you, we thank you, God, that I, right now, under the authority of Christ, God, I'm imparting, God, a spirit, a spirit of honor. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Born to Rule podcast. Hey, if you're on here, we'd love for you to like, subscribe, comment, put a review, five stars, and also share this with a few friends for them to begin to walk in the authority that God has given them to. We need more kings and queens under God activated and unleashed to the world. But hey, all in all, We want you to walk in the power that God has given you for your everyday life. And so remember this, you were born to rule. You were born to rule.